The third of the ice cubes. Cubes? What's the other two ice cubes? We've done two other ice cold tapes. <gasps> oh. Yeah, that makes more sense. What? Yeah. Sorry, my brain just went, why is Midnight Mass a third ice cube? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. No, that was just, um, whenever someone fucks up stopping and starting the recording, sometimes it moves backwards and oh, records yes, over yes, itself yes, back. Yes. It wasn't doing that because no one had stopped and started the recording. Okay. That's what I was asking what it was doing. Yeah. Right. The problem is that the M key puts a marker, so when we say fuck, we have to press M. Uh, but then the K key stops the recording briefly. Which is... And if you know how keyboards are laid out a problem. It, it is a problem. Occasionally. Those, that M and that P, it's not in the same place, but it's in the same peripheral. It's the M and the K. The M and the K, excuse me. The M and the K are just right next to each other. Yeah. What does, can, what does P do in, like, keyboard shortcuts? I don't know. Because why, uh, well, it's C and V because C and V are right next to each other, but it's right. like, paste should be P. It should be. Copy should be C. A should be yeah. B. But it's V because it's the key next to C. Which makes sense. But. They should just switch where they are. <laughs> Maybe we should change keyboards. Through all of middle school, I used the Azerty keyboard on my phone instead of the QWERTY keyboard. That is insane. It, like, it's designed, because QWERTY keyboards were laid out um, so that you could reach the um, like, most common numbers, most common letters most easily on a typewriter. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't use typewriters anymore. No. And so, if you get used to the Azerty keyboard, it is easier to use on a phone. Mm-hmm. Hi, Aaron. Yeah, you can come you in. Can just, yeah, we're just recording audio. Okay. Every, <laughs> every single space that we could record today was booked. No. And also tomorrow. No. <laughs> yes. So I just said, I, I... I was saying to Jack, I was like, well, we could just record in my room tonight if there's no other place. There was no other there's place. There's no other place. Welcome, Aaron. Hello. Welcome, Lou Wilson's best friend. <laughs> Lou Wilson's <laughs> best friend, Aaron Sabo. <laughs> That's me. Um, this is not a real episode. No. So this what, is... what are you recording? It's the, it's the version of Lukeworm Takes that we record when we don't have time to come up with a real episode. Uh, this <laughs> we just talk for a little bit. This week is actually for a good reason. This week we're saving up for the Halloween special. Yeah. we're gonna Halloween special where we f*** around in the woods. <laughs> That's good. Yes. Yes. What has happened that we can talk about? The Alec Baldwin snuff film. Oh, sh**. We should be... I do want to be gentle about that because a like a woman died. A woman did die. Um, we did you guys also get the email from the head of the film department yes. at Emerson that was like, "It's such a tragedy." Reread the VMA safety it's form. Manzo, safety yeah. Man that you have yeah. to call every time you want to Yeah. <laughs> like I understand why they sent that email to like reinforce that to be like, mm -hmm. "Hey, this is a really uh, this is a really upsetting situation." Yeah. Uh, a lot of this stuff could be prevented if we followed proper safety measures. And I'm here's like, here's the proper safety measures. Here's the proper safety measures. Yeah. And also, like, at least one of the emails brought up uh, IATSE, so, like, there's something. The other one didn't, though. It annoys me that no film classes have been talking about IATSE. Not a yeah. single one. Pin drops. Everyone is going into the film industry, the one that's going to be changed by this strike, 
and the professors are like, we will simply not mention it. If we will, it's not our problem. I get it in our class because it's short films, which are like so independent most of the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like the fact that no other film classes are mentioning it. Not a single word. It's kind of quirky. It's quirky and fun. It's unfortunate. Ugh. Well, Halloween's coming up. Speaking Halloween of coming up. Speaking of Halloween episodes, uh, I haven't watched that much horror this year, which like disappointing to me. Like, but I did start watching the new Netflix show that came out yesterday, Inside Job. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. I was worried about it. I was because uh, the entire concept is like it's this wor- it's this world in which the uh, con- all the conspiracies the nu- the nutty conspiracies people have ever come up with are actually true. And this whole, like good omens. Yeah, in this company has been was created by the the cult that was uh, the cult that existed before time to like manage all their and manage all their. That's fun. It's very fun. I actually really like it. I think the characters are really strong. Mm-hmm. Like. It's a it's a good adult animated show, so I was very surprised. I was like very worried whenever I saw the trailer. I was like, "How's the animation style?" Uh, it's actually pretty clean. Like it's nice. obviously inspired by Rick and Morty, but not in a bad way. Where it, it's I not see. actively ugly. Like it's actually something I can look at, and I'm like, "This looks nice." It's very clean. Like it's a, like it's a very clean style, but not in a way where it's like Family Guy, where it all looks cut and paste. It looks like somebody put time and thought into this, mm-hmm. and it's very nicely drawn. Like in the episode I just watched, there was like this very obviously hand drawn like sequence of like uh, this guy like floating and levitating like green light because it was meant to be inspired by Ghostbusters, uh, and it was looked very very nice, which is hard to come by in adult animation. Most of the time, they just phone that in so hard. Yeah. The, the last good, like, really good-looking adult animated show I watched was BoJack Horseman, so that shows you how far the- bo- The last adult animated show I watched. Get ready. Mm-hmm. It was Big Mouth. It's going to continue to be Big Mouth. <laughs> I'm going to continue watching Big Mouth. I think you would like- I think you would like Inside Job if you watched it. It's only ten episodes. People- people talk about sex education. They're like, this is such a great show, Jack, you should watch it. And I go, I don't need to. <laughs> I, I got Nick Kroll. <laughs> I got Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. <laughs> I got Nick Kroll and John Mulaney committing whole sex crimes. Do you ever what John Mulaney say? Yeah. yeah. John Mulaney update. He's breaking up with Olivia Munn. I heard. I heard from a sweaty man on TikTok. I heard from a, from a woman on TikTok who the text of the TikTok was, Children of alcoholics, this is no shock to us. <laughs> no, like, what as, happened? No, as someone- I, I heard it from a post on Tumblr that started out with not to have a parasocial relationship. And I was like, oh, this will be good. <laughs> and then they like went into the whole situation. And then they were like, and I'm just worried that he's in a downward spiral and it's going to end with his death. And I'm like, you are jumping to some conclusion. <laughs> your knees must hurt real bad. <laughs> but no, as someone- I hope you're using proper form, King. <laughs> yeah, as someone that is ra- that was raised in such a turbulent fam- family, especially with my mom having to- uh, getting divorced a lot. She's not an alcoholic, but like other people in my family have been, or like drug addicts. Mm-hmm. I was, whenever I saw that shit about him and Olivia, uh, about him and Olivia Munn being together, I was like, I give it six months tops. <laughs> I knew it in my heart. I was just like, that shit's not gonna last. Yeah. If I, if I were like the most popular comedian of the era, um, and also had commitment issues, which I do, um, but if I had commitment issues and was famous, I feel like my commitment issues would be worse. Mm Mm-hmm. 
No, like, for sure. Because there'd be the added layer, there'd be the added layer of, like, not only is there pressure to make this relationship work, there's pressure to make this relationship work publicly. Yeah. In the eyes of a bunch of weird, depressed teenagers. Yeah. No, I <laughs> try not to... to me. Yeah, I try not to give too much thought to John Mulaney's whole thing, because, like, that's the whole thing with this parasocial relationship thing that everybody overuses the word for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, you're allowed to think about it, and you're allowed to be like, holy shit, that's crazy. But it's weird yeah. to... It's weird to make it your business. That's where... That's when it becomes weird. Mm-hmm. Like, the post you just described, that's weird. Yeah. The idea that, like, you see a celebrity breakup and you're like, this is going to end in my favorite comedian's suicide. Weird I, weird thought process to go down. Yeah. Weird, why? Also, not your business. Exactly. Yeah. No. What like, else is happening? Uh, Dune's out. Do, Dune's out. T- uh, Timothy Rickett Chalamet uh, is on the big <laughs> screen. Once again. Is I'm surprised... <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Ricketts. I'm surprised Adam Driver isn't in Dune. I'll be real. He'll be in the sequel. He I can, will. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be a slightly older Paul Atreides because the, if 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 Adam Driver is in the Dune sequel, all of our patrons have to um, go up a tier in their subscription. It's like taking, they, everyone owes me money. Yeah. No. So here's the thing, <laughs> right? We talked about this in the Venom uh, episode, but I want to talk about this a bit more because it. I've been thinking about it, and it drives me insane, which is, we see, we, we walk, we go to the movie, right? So you walk in, you take your seat, you go and watch. So we walk into the movie theater. We walk into the movie theater, we We take- We buy our popcorn. We buy our popcorn, our little (laughs) snacks, our drinks, we go sit down, and we're like, ooh, trailer time, I wonder if we'll see any cool movies. So first, we, we start with Last Night, uh, Last Night in Soho. It's just- Matt Smith jump scare. Adam Driver jump scare. Matt, Matt Smith, Smith jump scare. scare. Adam, Adam Driver jump scare. And then, coming out of the corner with the steel chair, Jared Butter! Jared Leto in two separate movies. Yeah. Why is he here? Two times! <laughs> they're really, they're bringing back, like, the greatest hits of white men in the last couple years. And then Anya in Taylor- yeah, And then Anya Taylor-Joy is also there. <laughs> And yeah. that is the summary of every movie trailer I saw before Venom Let There Be Carnage. I think uh, Adam Driver should be on SNL again, just so that they can do a sketch about how he's in every movie. I, I think so, too. I want Also, it could be press for one of his movies. No, I want it to be where he's not the host, but they do a sketch about it anyway, and, and, they, get, there. and they get Adam Driver to show up to just really solidify the bit of how he's everywhere. Matt Smith hosts SNL. Yes. And Adam Driver is just in a sketch about Adam Driver. Yeah, or he plays Adam Driver in a sketch about Adam That'd Driver be being everywhere. very funny. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. SNL should cater more to me. I think SNL should hire us because we're so much funnier. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I, agree. <laughs> I say other people exist on this earth to entertain me a lot, and it's a joke 98% of <laughs> the time. What's the 2%? Sometimes I just believe it. <laughs> that 2% is for- Sometimes people will be funny around me and I'm like, ah, yes. It's just me and seven billion court jesters just for me. <laughs> and that's what the world's made up of. I've been thinking about... SNL has actually been on an upswing lately, is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they've actually had some... I think it's They're keeping all their cast members that everyone thought was gonna leave. Yeah. That, and also, like, they got... They've, they got some new people in there that are a bit younger and that are not in their 
mid-40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also are letting the writers do more sketches that are kind of the raw, uncut shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of, like, Rami Wants a Treat. What, <laughs> what the f*** was that? I don't know. <laughs> what? Hey. <laughs> hey, Mr. Malik. It was so funny. Mr. Malik, you're my favorite man on Earth. <laughs> I demand an explanation. <laughs> For Rami Wants a Treat? For Rami Wants a Treat, yes. What? It's he's- a sketch where he's just, like, working at an office, and he's just like, Rami Wants a Treat. And then they have to get Rami a treat <laughs> because he's done he's done a he, good job because he's been a very brave little boy. <laughs> no, I believe the joke is that he's talking to the writers of SNL and they're telling him he did a good job, so he gets a little treat. <laughs> but they don't give it. But then he's like, "No, I feel like I did a good enough job for two treats." And they're like, "No, Rami, we only had the one treat." And he's like, "I want a treat." And he starts like punching the wall, <laughs> like pushes up the ceiling tiles. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it right now. Good. <laughs> I. They also did one that was, like, about how everyone has a hard seltzer brand now. Mm-hmm. That was very funny. Uh, so I've been, I've actually been enjoying some SNL sketch. I haven't been watching it actively, but I've been right. watching the ones that have come up on my feed. I don't watch new SNL. Mm-hmm. I watch all of the John Mulaney lobster sketches <laughs> and all of the Stefan <laughs> clips on repeat. Makes sense. Just kind of, like, ad nauseum. Just how I consume most content on YouTube. That's fair. I... I think that my dependence on Curtis Connor is becoming a real problem. <laughs> I cannot sleep without the sweet, sweet sound of that man's voice. You need to get a new commentary, YouTube. I have seen I have seen every single video on Curtis Connor's channel at least thirty times. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm begging you to get I've been trying I've been trying to watch Cody Co. But it's like I've already I've already burnt through Drew Gooden and Danny Gonzalez. I can give you a new commentary YouTuber. No. I can give you people that you could try. No. <laughs> it's it's just Curtis. It's only Curtis. It's only Curtis. This is bizarre. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is SNL reaching its surrealism era. Hey, they already had Lobster Lamez. That's true. <laughs> That's why I watched the John Mulaney Lobster sketches. Yeah. Uh, what else? French Dispatch is out? Yeah, it's coming out on October 29th. Ah. Ooh, I found this out what? today. What, what, what? There's a My Hero Academia movie coming out in four days. Uh. I think I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> hey guys, uh, here's the thing. Uh, if you're expecting a full review of the My Hero Academia movie, you'll get at least a little one from me, because I think I'm gonna yeah. watch it. <laughs> Even though, here's the thing, I want to put this out there, uh, I'm speaking for Jack in this moment because I think this is so much funnier hearing this from another person's perspective. Yeah. This man has not watched a single episode. No, he but is, I love that. <laughs> he's only consumed it through people's TikTok cosplays. Hawks and Aizawa. Because he thinks I love them. He thinks it's so much more entertaining through the perspective of whatever's going on in people's heads. Because, because what's good about My Hero Academia is that Aizawa and Hawks are in love, but it's really complicated, I think and then Bakugo is slowly losing his hearing. And that's the version of My Hero Academia that I I don't I even consume. think you're thinking about Hawks. Are you thinking about Bird Boy? No. You're thinking Who about- the fuck present Mike? Yeah. What is his real name? I thought that they were the same man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hawks, and, Hawks and present Mike are different people. They're both blonde with beards and funky sunglasses. You can't have two men. This is really just proving I thought my Hawks point. was Present Mike's real name. No. 
Why do they have two <laughs> blonde bearded men with funky sunglasses? They look, they look different. Not in the cosplays. That's because on TikTok, those guys look the same. It's because, to be fair, in the world of TikTok, it's 15-year-olds who are working on a budget. Literally, most of the cosplayers I see are 22. That's true. There's, like, a very weird percentage of, like, pr- of, like, Eraser Mike cosplayers that are, like, are early 20s. Yeah. Also, here, I'll show you what Hawks looks like. Thank you. That's but, a- like, the, the whole, like, oh... The heroes have quirk trauma, and one of them is losing his hearing, and so he's trying to teach the other one sign language, but then the other one can't move his hands because he has joint failure. <laughs> and people people make videos about it, and they post it on the TikTok. I hate it And I here. eat that shit up. I I'm going to watch the here. movie. I hate it here. You're also working on a live-action adaptation. See, that's present Mike. No, it's not! <laughs> That's present Mike, but he's wearing some funky wings. It is not! Those are the same I band. watched two seasons of this show. That is not... I just... You can't have two characters. They look objectively you. different. This man looks like a cockatoo. That's just him with his mohawk. <laughs> he, there's present Mike with the mohawk, and there's present Mike... No! ...in his little fairy costume. Not only is and there... And both of them are the same man. <laughs> no, they aren't! They are not! <laughs> Aaron Sabo, I need your opinion. <laughs> Why is the last line of this SNL sketch? I knew I should have shot him. <laughs> Aaron, are I... they talking about Rami? Yeah. No. <laughs> They're gonna kill... Ki- pulls a gun in the middle of You it. can't kill Rami. They're gonna kill Rami Wait, Malik. Wait, guys, in my short sub... I'm so sorry. In it's okay. In my short subject class the other day, we were watching short documentaries, and we watched this one called Pickle, uh-huh. and it's about these old white people who really like rescuing animals, but it's about, like, the cycle of life and death. And okay. it is the funniest piece of media I've ever watched okay. in my life. I rented it on YouTube because I wanted to show Dylan. So if either of you want to see Pickle in the next 40 sure. hours, yes. it's 15 minutes and it's so funny. Funny. It's just just old people with animals? It's just these two old people talking about all of the different animals that they've, that they've, like, raised and, like, saved. And it's so f***ing crazy. Like, it's the opposite of animal neglect. They're, like, (laughs) overdoing themselves. (laughs) Also, that's like, did you ever watch the shows where people would, like, raise tiger cubs in their backyard? Yeah. No. There was, like, a show, I watched a lot of Animal Planet. Um, and there was a whole genre of shows on Animal Planet that was, like, tigers as household pets. And it was just them, like, bathing tiger kittens and, like, playing with them on the couch. And then it would be like, oh... Steve's getting too big for the couch. We gotta move him to a big ass cage in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, no, Encur- this one, this encouraging like, terrible habits. This yes. one's like paraplegic possums and roosters with stump foot and fish that aren't fully formed. Oh my god! It's also, that's crazy. so cool. I'm going back to my topic, oh, which yes. is I need you to tell me these are different men. Like they're this different, but they're the same. Uh-huh. This is hogs. Blonde man, beard, and sunglasses. <laughs> Blonde man, beard, and sunglasses. <laughs> they're different. That's like they're no. <laughs> That's like saying your dad and my dad are the same because they're middle-aged white men. Well, does your dad have longish gray hair and glasses? Okay, let me put it this way: If I told you that your dad and Jeff Bridges were the same man, <laughs> right now to your face. Like, spiritually a little bit. 
Did you see did you see Jeff Bridges' uh, speech when he won that Lifetime Achievement Award at the Emmys like a long time ago, like mm-hmm. three years ago? Yeah. They're kind of the same person. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm 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 serious. <laughs> I know you are. That's Thank what makes you. this worse. <laughs> no, what actor is my dad most like? I was he's going like, based off appearance. He's like non-vegan Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> v- he's like, instead of veganism, if Joaquin Phoenix was really into music theory. He's the Joaquin Phoenix. Inverted Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Dark. Dark Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Evil Joaquin Phoenix. I don't think my dad's evil. No, your, your dad's not evil. No, I'm thinking about the memes. Evil Joaquin Phoenix yeah. would be like, I love eating <laughs> meat. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I've talked about this on this podcast before. But there's a vegan diner that all of their burgers are named after famous vegans. <laughs> and there's a Joaquin Phoenix burger, and it's delicious. I think about it. What's on the Joaquin Phoenix burger? It's like, it's, it's like a BLT, um, but it's like a veggie burger, and then like tempeh bacon, and then tomato and some nice, some nice burger sauce. So... It's good. Okay, to make this worth people's money, (laughs) can we, why don't we talk about Midnight Mass, because you finished it. I watched it, like, two weeks ago. I did finish it. But we have been watching it, uh, like, as a group, because Alex was just, went randomly one night, like, I want to watch Midnight Mass, and I was like- Then we all became deeply obsessed with it. Yeah, and I was like- I'm so glad y'all and are on- could not rest until we'd finished it. I was like, I'm so glad y'all are on this train, because I've already had to watch two of Mike Flanagan's yeah. shows on my own, and goddamn, so it's a trip. good. I- I'm not even, like, a horror fan. Like, I don't care that much for horror, but Mike Flanagan is now my favorite director. He's so good at what he does. <laughs> He's so perfect. The ending- Spoilers. The ending scene- where Ali and Hassan are on the beach and they're praying and then Hassan falls over and then Ali puts his hand on Hassan but then he starts burning up because he's a vampire now. Yeah, but he makes sure he puts his hand on his dad so they can yeah. so they can actually die together and he's respecting his father's wishes. Yeah! God, every, every single element of that show is really spot on except the creature design, which I dislike. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to say that I, like, hate it. It's just, like... Y'all could have done something a bit crazy. A, A, if you're basing it off of a biblical angel and the whole thing about it, like, with all of the themes connected to this vampire guy, you had to make him more unfathomable. It's true. The fact that you could look at him and be like, that's a guy, bad. Mm -hmm. Bad design. And then they had, like, wings, and every time, like, they used CGI so much... And it was just, you can make articulated wings. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. 15-year-olds do it for Comic-Con every year. <laughs> just hire some just hire some fandom blogger to make you a pair of wings for your show, Michael. Um, but that's literally the only complaint I have. It's some of the best acting I have ever seen in my life. Um, yes, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm gonna watch both the hauntings now yeah i really want to at least watch the first episode of haunting of hill house with you guys because i want to watch all of haunting of hill house yeah i love it so much i really like mike flanagan is a very polarizing director and that his writing style is very much so like very is like very much so stylized in the way that like he does it 
Like, yeah. that's not a very I, good way to so, explain it. It is so surprising that he's never written a play. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get Because he writes at. like a playwright yeah, that, so much. That's what I'm trying to get at. His writing style is very much so, like, you either love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's writing like he's writing a play. Like, and if you don't, and if you don't like plays and thus you don't like monologues that much, which, like, you don't have to. No, not everyone's gonna love it. You do have to like monologues, actually. They're important. <laughs> <gasps> Tickets are free for Ghost Quartet? Nice. Sorry. Yeah, all student theaters free. Ah! We're gonna see Ghost Quartet on Halloween. Yeah. Here's our Halloween plans. It's gonna be a crew. We're playing Fiasco over the weekend. <laughs> and we're gonna see Ghost Quartet. Basically, we're living La Vida Loca. We are. Yes. But, but yes, I... I love Mike Flanagan's writing style. Some people don't. That's okay. But I feel like... Midnight Mass is sort of him, like, really refining that style, especially because, like, the thing he really excels in, like, his movies are kind of eh, but, like, when he gets, like, these big casts and, Mm -hmm. like, he does these television shows, he knocks it out of the park. Like, just, Mike, Mike, just take your big casts (laughs) and keep making those. We don't need your, we don't need these, like, really specific individualized dramas. Yeah. Like, I really think he just does good whenever he's talking about the relationships. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that I liked a lot about Midnight Mass was, like, you could take out the horror, like, supernatural element completely, um, and it would be an excellent show. It would be an excellent, like, family relationship drama about this church. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it doesn't... It doesn't need to have any horror elements. Like, the horror does add to a lot of it, especially towards the end. Yeah, that's... But it's, like, you'd... Like, everyone is just such, like, a good character. Yeah. And their interactions, like, their their interpersonal relationships are, like, so well-developed and explored that it's, like, the vampire thing is so secondary to what's going yeah. on in all of their little lives. But I think that's what Midnight Mass does so well, though, because it's religious horror that understands what the horror of religion is. It's not trying to be, like... Ooh, the spooky aesthetics of Catholic Catholicism, and we're not going to do any criticism. Yeah, it's like the whole... He talks about faith so well because, like, he recognizes that, like, the whole point of religion is, like, community, and, like, religion becomes horror when people know how to take advantage of that. And... Midnight Mass is fundamentally about the corruption of community. Yeah, and it's, like, the fact that, like, all of these horrible things happen supposedly in the name of the Catholic God, and no one stops believing in God the whole time. Like, the the final the final gang is, like, actively running away because all of their friends have just drunk rat poison and turned into vampires and are trying to kill them, and they're still praying. Yes. Um, it's f- fantastic. Like, the final scene, absolutely phenomenal. Like, yeah. But I know we've already been spoiling it, but this is like the biggest spoiler, which is that it ends on all the people on like all the people except Bev, uh, because Bev Bev couldn't stick it out. Yeah. Uh, them all singing together as they accept their fate and they realize they're going to die and they uh, for real this time and they're like, Well, we're gonna go back to God anyway, so mm-hmm. we might as well sing. And then we have Ali and Hassan on the beach praying. Yeah. And then Warren <laughs> Then Bev trying to dig her hole. <laughs> Bev's just digging. That was so funny. I, that's why I was waiting so- I kept waiting for everyone to see that, because I was like, this is much-needed levity, because you're having, like, this super emotional experience, and then it's, like, Bev Keen digging a hole in the beat. Yeah. Uh, and then 
what I really love is like I love that Warren and Lisa are like the survivors because I saw I I read I've read a lot of analysis about this show and somebody pointed out like they're the reverse of Adam and Eve. Yeah. And like well, they're not even the reverse. They just are Adam and Eve. Yeah. Like they have been kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And no longer have eternal life. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's great, but in this case, it's the reason I I think they used reverse in this case is not because uh, they aren't Adam and Eve, but because they are. It's not a punishment in this case. It's mm, an escape. I see. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, I. So I just eat. I just eat that up, and I love the fi- The final line is honestly one of my top, my top ten, my t- top five ever. Her just going, I can't feel my. What legs. are your other four? I couldn't list them now. No. No. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, like, I keep a mental. I keep. What are What are your top five final lines? I don't know. I don't keep. I don't keep that. Sh- Unlock. I'm just saying, like, I in, if I were to like try and rank things, mm-hmm. I know it would be in there, like, because it's just such a strong final scene. Right. Like now, I'm trying to think of what my favorite final lines are. I don't know. I d- I just final line of mash isn't even a line, so mm-hmm. it's just a word spelled out with rocks. <laughs> uh. But yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Real quick. Well, we could talk about, like, uh, what what to expect come the Halloween special. Not literally, but, like... No, it's a secret. No, we're not telling you. It's a secret. We're just gonna say... it. All I was gonna say is, it's releasing on Halloween. Yes. So... Don't worry, we're not we're not skipping out on you. We're not we're not being lazy. We're giving you an actual thing. Yes. Like, well, patrons will get it on Halloween. Well, everyone else will get it November 1st. Well, why don't we just release it on the 30th? Then? Because I think we're going to have to record it on Saturday. That's true, cuz we do got to we do got to be going places for this. Yes. We're taking a little field trip. That's all you get to know. Yeah. Uh lukewarm takes is taking a field trip. Yes. Um Okay, let's do some recommendations. Recommendations. You go first. My recommendation is Inside Job on Netflix. It's a very cute show. It's only 10 episodes. Well, cute in the way that it's like very entertaining and it's not something you have to put a lot of time into at this moment mm-hmm. it's only 10 episodes it only has one season alex hirsch is working on it so you know it's gonna be good yes. uh a lot of the former gravity falls crew is on it it was created by someone who did like the some of the most insane episodes of gravity falls like sock opera not what he seems weird mageddon so like really good writer behind right. the show to begin with neat and also just really good characters because like reagan is like this really weird like very Aggre- like very in my opinion aggressively autistic weird scientist uh, woman mm-hmm. and her and her co uh, and her co leader uh, of this uh, little division she runs is this very stupid man named Brett he's a himbo like he's the most himbo himbo I've ever seen this man his face is li- literally he was hired because his face is so generic it can't be tracked by satellites mm. so <laughs> he it's great neat uh, my recommendation is you have four days, well, when this comes out, you'll have two days to catch up on what we do in the shadows so that you can watch the season three finale. Oh my god, catch up on Um, that. Our predictions in, in this here suite, uh, are that there is going to be some kind of rom-com style airport scene coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I was if that happens, everyone uh, owes our good friend James money. Yeah. Also, quick spoiler warning. Spoiler warning for episode nine. Beep beep beep. You know, uh, I was right on the money with Colin dying though. So. I, I knew yeah, but that. he's coming back. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was right that he was going to be the one that was going to be gone in episode right. nine. So, huh, nice. No one, no one here likes the Wobbidits Tumblr post I made after that episode. <laughs> he lived. He served God. That's not what it was. Then he died. No, I've seen like a. I know his girl help. I'm trying to go into super slumber, but my familiar is dummy thick, and the clap of his ass cheeks keep wa- keeps waking me up. I saw it. I thought it was that great. Was a great post. Everyone was mad at me about it. Why were they mad? You were right. I was right. All right, we're gonna go plan the Halloween episode. Like, right now? Yeah. Um, patrons who have paid for planning sessions, there was so many plosives, uh, will get maybe a recording of this planning session. Maybe. Maybe. If, if you're lucky, and, and you ask very nicely. Yeah, anyway, um, follow us on social media. At BrainRod underscore presents. <laughs> it's presents with no ease. Or subscribe to our Patreon. We've talked about it. Um, that's all. I don't want to do the full spiel. It's not a full episode. <laughs> no, we don't need a full spiel. So you. Oh don't... yeah. Also, this show's Instagram account is Lukewarm Takes EC. I haven't been very good about posting on it. Sorry, guys. It's okay. We still love you. All right. See you. See you next week with a fun little special. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>